0: If you follow me on social media you have probably seen me post about my superfood probiotic shots that i take every single morning i've been using these biome supplements for the past year and i absolutely love them biome is your one-stop shop for supplements that support overall wellness by helping you optimize your gut health i love taking these superfood probiotic shots to start my day because not only have i noticed a big improvement in my health they also taste delicious head over to biomehealth.com that's b-i-o-h-m health.com and use my code Hannah for twenty percent off your order. I'll link it in the description below. Happy Friday, everybody! Welcome back to another episode of the Byword Show. I'm so glad you're here. Today is so special, you guys, because I have two of my favorite people in the whole world with us here today, and it's our first trio on the podcast. So I think this is going to be super fun. I can't wait. So I've got Darby Jillick and Caitlin Shirey from Say So Podcast with us, and they are, like I said, some of my favorite people. So. Why don't you guys just quickly introduce yourselves before we get started? Go okay. ahead. Yeah, I,
1: I knew she was going to do that. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'm Derby. This is Caitlin, and we have Say So Podcast, and it's been about 18 months. We are at around 55 episodes, and mm-hmm. we have loved every minute of it, even though we
0: uh, still know what we're doing. doing.
1: Yeah, we're still <laughs> what we're doing. But God has been just using it and blessing us in the process. Uh, say So Podcast is based on the psalms that talks about let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And what we love to do is to share our own stories, our real life behind the scenes, whether it's our, our relationship or just the things we're going through, what the Lord is speaking to us. And we love to invite our friends in and just ask them to share their testimony because that's where there is power and that's where God gets all the glory. So we... Um, yeah, we just started doing that and God is just man blowing us away. away yeah 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 I think that um we kind of have an unlikely friendship right mm-hmm. there's some there's some space between our ages Darby has four children I have two children uh, the Lord just brought us together through church and um, we just kind of been uh going day by day it's a,
2: it's a new place it's, yeah. it's just a whole new
1: Every time we come together, what is going to happen? What's yeah. going to go wrong? What are we going to say? What's the Lord going to do? I mean, every time. That's exactly our list of questions. But it's fine. <laughs> we are actually sitting right now in a new space. They said yeah. just moved from a room where we were to a, a bigger space. Well, uh, oh, we're calling it this space so yeah, because we're testing
2: it. Insane, it
1: is. I'll meet you at HQ, girl. Yeah. That's it. That's where we're going. So uh, we're big dreamers here, yeah. yeah. and we do believe that God does uh, way more than we can ask or imagine, and we believe He's going to do it here. And so we've got events on the way. We have groups on the way. We have so many cool things. I yeah, we don't even know yet. Just ideas. Yeah,
0: let's we'll see what God does. That's a little bit about us. What else do you want to know? Nina? <laughs> Oh my gosh. I love it so much. Well, I love that you mentioned how you guys share stories. And that's what I wanted to dig into today is just this idea of how powerful it is to share our stories. And you guys, you guys who don't know Darby and Caitlin, they are the real deal. Honestly, it's been such an inspiration for me to watch their faith journey and their friendship and the way that they pursue the Lord just in everyday real life. And it's so cool to see. And so I just want to hear what has your experience been like, not only just realizing how powerful it is sharing these stories, but like I guess what inspired you to start your podcast or help spark that in other people? Because like you said, you always bring people on and it's just so amazing.
1: Um, so we started the podcast um, really because there there seemed like there was just a lack of an avenue for us to share about what God was doing in our life. You know, we could blog about it. We could share it on social media, which we do, right? Um, we can share it in a group. But it seems like we were just both in a season where we were just growing um, just an intimacy with the Lord, and excitement, and I just have to get this out there. You've got to know what he's saying to me. And and so um, we thought, man, a podcast. Oh, that's kind of scary. We know nothing. So let me YouTube it to death, right? Because that's what we do. YouTube it. And so... We've got no right. excuses. Oh, okay, no. There's YouTube. Just YouTube. Yeah. And so, um, man, we just bought all the supplies. I was in my office at my husband's uh, company. I remember, and I had... I had, you know, our our mic set up and I'm talking to both of them and I'm figuring out what else. I mean, it was like hilarious to look at because I was purely YouTubing it. Okay. And so then we just started because if you don't start, you never will. Right. You just have to start. And so the first time we have to know this, the first time that we met, we said, okay, um, we're going to record five episodes today. And we're going to be, like, this is how we're going to do it. We even changed outfits. We changed outfits. We did. Hair is different. Makeup looks the same. Different outfits. We did it. (laughs) Record all of them. Five episodes. I get home to start editing them. And there is a plant right in my face. The whole time. Oh, man. The whole time. A plant. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, Darby, this is bad. And the sound was bad. bad. The sound was bad. And I said, no. Can't do it. Can't do it. So we scrapped all of them. All of them. And now, obviously, like we do, you know, one at a time and we just feel our way through. And our process is like, it's so unconventional, but I think it's just like, what's the Lord speaking to you today? Let's talk about it, you know? And so that's kind of been how we started it. It was kind of like, well, there's not a clear path, so let's just make one and let's see what the Lord does with it. And he has just, I mean, outlined the path every single week and every step. You know, and I think that's what's so important about sharing, even the beginning of say so for us, because yeah. a lot of times God's voice is behind us saying, this is the way walk in it. And he's not in front of us going, okay, step here and do yes. this, right? You've got to take the step by faith. And and so I think whether it's the beginning of a podcast, it's your marriage, it's a business, it's raising kids. Like you don't always know what you're doing, but God's behind you going, this is the way. So if you commit to spending time with him, yeah, which is something we talk a lot about. Yeah. then the overflow of what you do is going to be all about Jesus. Yeah. And so I think for us sharing, like it was always the vision to have people on to let them share about the goodness of the Lord. That's why we named it Say So, because let the redeemed say so. We There's more people than just us who have been redeemed by the Lord, and the world needs to hear their stories. They need to be able to say, this is what God did in my life. And it's been cool because... I think there's one person in particular I'm linking back to when he began to share his story. We watched like tears well up in his eyes because it almost felt like it had been a minute since he had recalled what God has done. And when he was saying it out loud, he was beginning to recall on the faithfulness of God in his life. And it was almost overwhelming for him to even share it. And so when you see that happen before your eyes, I mean, it's so powerful. powerful. And that's why the word says, it's by the power of the testimony, by the blood of the Lamb. Those two things, yes. when they come together, then, then that's when a lost world finds their Savior. It's through those things. And so it was never a question that we were going to have people on oh, yeah. to, to share their testimony. And we're still going to do more of that forever. Yes. Right? Which is even our heart moving forward because we just want to set a table yeah. that, that we didn't have. And, and so if we could set this new table and bring people and say, everyone has a seat here, yes, because that's how we think of it with the Lord, because the Lord set a table for us yeah, and he said, Hey, you can sit at my table. And when he does that, he wants all of you, the broken parts, the messy parts, because really that's where he's getting the most glory anyway. And that's what we want to do is just how do we get God the most glory? I mean, it's his to get (laughs) anyway.
0: We're just saying we're up for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that so much, so that's an interesting point you brought up is you're making a space that you didn't have. so talk to us about that. What has your personal journey been with sharing your own stories? like has it always been easy for you, or were there things that helped you get to that point i think um
1: it, I think it is hard to share and and when we're talking about the the it's not always hard to share the parts where you can go, "Oh, this is where I was saved, and this is this is, uh, God was really good in my life, but sometimes the sharing is hard when you have to say, This is where I messed up. Mm-hmm. This was my sin, and God took me out of that sin place. And I think you have to start somewhere and sharing that. I remember the first time I started sharing a really hard place in my life, and it was because of sin in my life. And I sat with one friend. And I shared that moment and then I, I shared it with another and another. And you know what i found is never once has a person said, wow, Derby, you're horrible. Wow, Derby, that's awful. Instead, they say, wow, thank you so much. I went through this too. Mm-hmm. Or that is so cool. I love that God did that for you. And God gets all the credit. And that's the point of, the, of these stories is that God gets the credit because he's the one doing the saving. Yes, And So I think it is hard always to share and to recall and to sit in those moments. I get teary just thinking about the the stories that we've heard where people actually had a space to just share what God did and they almost always cry. And it always involves a pain, but also the healing that we get to sit and be witness to. Mm -hmm. It never gets old. It never ever gets old. Listen, life, Light offends because light exposes. Mm -hmm. But when the light gets on something, it brings the healing. And I think that's why this has been such an incredible opportunity for us. Yeah. And I think for me, you know, when, when it comes to sharing my story, it hasn't, like I said, it's not always been easy, but there has been, probably when we started this podcast, there was a confidence growing in me of, of, let me tell you what the Lord has done. Let me tell you what he's doing, because I am growing more secure in who he says that I am. Yeah. I'm actually believing him now. You know, and I'm and it's it's partnered with they, these friends like Darby who said, Caitlin, no, this is what I see in you. This is what God has instilled in you. Do you believe it or not? You know, and so then when I came around to, yeah, like I'm confident in the hope that I have in the Lord, then there's a greater confidence in sharing what he's done. And so, you know, I was thinking about this this morning um, because I think we always um, tended to not share a testimony because. Um, of fear or oh, i just don't really want i don't want you to know that about me or you can't relate so that's not gonna be helpful right but i think that when we choose to say no this is what god has done then we are allowing the spirit in us to draw others to him in us right? yes we yeah. we live with the spirit in us and so when we say let me testify let me show you what God has done, and let me give Him the credit. Because I could easily say, like I was in this place, but let me show you what all I did. Mm-hmm. I'll name it because I, I worked hard. I could do that. That's an option, right? And yeah, the Lord had to use me. I had to be willing to put work in. But if I don't give the Lord glory, then then I'm not. I'm, I'm. I don't know. Why would I ever want to do that? Because <laughs> I just. I could have a ton of earthly gain, but there's we know a lot of people with earthly gain and they're still hopeless. When I say no for the the hope that I have mm-hmm. is because of the spirit in me. And yeah. I'm allowing him to draw other people to himself in me through my story. Right. So your testimony, it man, there's so much opportunity to glorify the Lord in it if you will just share it. And it I think that you grow more um, willing to share it when you grow more confident in who you are in the Lord. Yeah, you know? It. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that is such a beautiful way to explain it because you're right. That idea of when you're able to share what God has done in your life, it draws people who are hearing it to him. And this is something I've talked about on the show before, but it's been a really, really long time. But something that was so revolutionary for me in my own journey of sharing my story and my testimony was um, I wrote about this in my book, Waking Up Living Open. It's kind of what sparked the whole idea. And then also from my podcast as well. Um, when I was in college, I heard this lecture on testimony. And the speaker was talking about how the word testimony doesn't mean to just say it again, which, you know, like when we think of sharing your testimony, it's like sharing your story, telling what God has done, but testimony actually means to do it again. And so when we share our stories, it's releasing that same power that worked in our life to work in other people's lives. And it's so powerful. And I love that, that you guys get to see that over and over again, because while you're talking, I was just thinking about how many times in my own life, I just forget. Like I get so busy and I get so into the routine of day-to-day life that I, I just forget what God has done. And so it's so special that you guys have created this space. And like you said, you've set a table for this to be a thing that's continually in front of people remembering what God has done, like, oh, it just gives me chills. It's so beautiful. So talk to me about what that has been like. What are some things that you've learned, not only from sharing your own story, but watching other people share theirs and have that that moment again? Well, we've learned some harder
1: lessons. We've had people share that maybe weren't in a healed place completely. And I, I think that was one lesson I felt like I learned in it. If if they haven't had the healing, yeah, it comes from sharing. So I don't think it's ever wasted. I don't think God ever wastes our wounds. And so, what whenever we do take a chance to share, uh, God will use it. But I also know for us, sometimes when people aren't completely ready, whether it's just um, the, the emotional healing or maybe even just relationally, the people that were involved in their lives weren't ready to hear the story. I do think you have to be careful in sharing in that. And um, I think that's one thing. So a lesson that we've we've learned when it comes, and I tell this to everybody that asks me, Darby, how do I know I'm ready to share? Well, I think there has to be a measure of it, especially if you're talking about something that's really traumatic or that involved other people. When you go to share that story, you can share what happened to you personally and your experience, but when it involves other people, you maybe don't want to share the fullness if it's only going to hurt the other people that are involved, Hmm. if that makes sense. yeah. So I think I think that's a good tip in knowing how to share, how much to share, because uh, it's not just about dumping all the mess, right? But it's it's thinking, how does God get the glory? How can everyone in this get some healing? And it doesn't always mean all the details, right? That's true. I think uh, I, on the flip side, something we've seen is that um when people come in and just share, this is how I was raised, or um this is what God is doing now. There is a um just an understanding that God has really been with them all along the way. And um sometimes they throughout life they didn't really give him the credit that he deserved. Um, but now looking back they're able to say, Well, my God never let me go.
2: You know, whether
1: it was just um purely from his goodness or you know, the way that my parents raised me. I mean, yeah. I had a foundation to fall back on. Um, you know, and, and what's been cool is for a lot of our guests that we've had on, they, they said, man, I feel like I've been a believer my whole life. Um, but for a lot of the time, it was just something that existed in my head. I, I knew there was a God and I loved him and I not even gave my life to him. But, you know, my life didn't really look different. And then when there's that switch that is so powerful because then they're like, wow, yeah. I thought that I knew him, but I really didn't. I knew of him. And now I'm choosing to know him intimately and personally. And now I'm making him Lord over my life. When you see that switch, because I know that switch very well. I, I'm not that far away from that, that switch in my own life. There is nothing more powerful than realizing like, yeah, he's my savior, but I, he's also my Lord and he's Lord over my every day. And so that's been really cool to see. That's been kind of a consistent theme of a lot of stories is I I thought I knew him, but man, do I know him now? That's such a good point. You know, there's a difference between knowing of God and knowing him and that relational aspect that we can have with the Lord. And Caitlin's right. So many people walk in and they're like, so what are we talking about? And we're like, oh, you know, it's just like we're having coffee. You know, we're just going to talk about the Lord and what he's done in your life. And the, the cool thing is, is it always just comes out. You know, the spirit in you will just start to testify. And I've seen it over
2: and over and over again.
1: And the other cool thing that always happens is the multiplication. We post it or, you know, share it or people start listening to it. And they're like, wow, you know, my family member came to church or this relationship got mended or, you know, this changed the way I do my quiet time. And so the multiplication of sharing your testimony is Man. Yeah. Or that they're like, oh, the Lord is saying the exact same thing to me. And that's what I think is cool about God is that he is so in our midst that he confirms to you something through somebody else. So if we never say it, if we are never willing to just speak it, then maybe he can't confirm it to somebody else. You know, so that that means that he gives us a, 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 a part to play in it and we can choose to be to be a part of it and to share it and just to speak it and to never know if it's going to land anywhere. Um, and it almost always does because that's just his goodness. it's just so it further um, is evidence that he is a part of our lives, that he really does speak to us all if we will listen. Well, and it, um, I think it, it kind of keeps the work of the enemy at bay. You know, when, when you constantly are sharing of the goodness and faithfulness of the Lord, yeah. it, it puts out any of the worry or the fear that others might have because it builds your faith. Because yeah. if I'm in my own head about, no, God still hasn't done this thing for me. I still haven't got this prayer answered. But then we invite someone in and they're like, man, God just did this thing in my life. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. He's helping my friend. <laughs> and I, I love that. And it builds my faith that he's working.
2: He's going to do it.
0: Yeah, I love that. That's it. That is so good. I love that. That's such a good point because I agree. I feel like in my own life, I've noticed that the more I focus on the negative or things that aren't going right or prayers that aren't answered yet, the easier it is for me to stay focused on those things. But the more that I celebrate what God is doing and have conversations that build my faith, the easier it is for me to be aware of what God is doing and notice him in the day-to-day moments. And that is just, it's so cool because a big part of what you guys live out and talk about is this idea of community. And I feel like that's such a huge piece of the story. So I would love to know from you, number one, like, why do you think it's so hard for people to be vulnerable or start sharing their stories, like things that hold them back? I know you've touched on a few, like fear is a huge one. And then this idea that the enemy doesn't want us to be doing that, but then also like, how, how do we overcome that and get more comfortable sharing? I think
1: for me, Hannah, if I can just speak personally to it, you know,
0: I think that there may
1: be people that have thought along the way in my life that, you know, Caitlin is self-confident. She's a confident person. And, um, you know, I think that maybe that part of that was true, but there's a big, big chunk of my life where I felt awkward. Like, I was always unusually tall compared to everybody around me, skinny and just like not that fit. And... I was kind of always like the goody good. He's a super
0: mom. Like, I know that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> no, no, awkward, awkward. I was awkward. I felt
1: awkward, and um, but and and I just I remember making like choices that you know were just kind of unusual, and I didn't really have an answer for. What I made them, but judges just made them, and so I felt even further like like a sort of you know growing up and and in college and. And then you know, I talked to my one ago, there's this point where you begin to actually discover, well, I I was actually made by a creator. He decided um, I think that the world needs a Caitlin Showery, so I'm going to make her, and I'm going to create her, and I'm going to instill purpose in her. And when I actually believe that, then that's where my confidence is drawn from. It's not in my appearance. It's not in my ability. It's not in my family. It's, it's not in any of those things that can be taken away from me in a second. It is from the Lord and the hope that I have in Him. And so I think that when people, when they begin to discover this this true hope, that they really do believe God. They really do believe that he is in their midst and that he has divinely created them and that he has a future for them and their family and and he really does have the desires of their heart then there's just a confidence that you draw from that will never be taken away so you can walk into a room and be confident and still be uncomfortable in that room but you can be in an uncomfortable room and still be confident we have i think we've We've, um, as a people, we've thought, well, if I'm uncomfortable in a room, then I'm automatically insecure and I'd rather just leave and flee and never be in that room again. But when you have the confidence in the Lord, then security is never really a doubt. You can be uncomfortable and say, you know, I'm not sure if I jive with this atmosphere, but there's a confidence that I know who I am and I'm settled in who I am. And the good thing is that's not just for Kate or Darby or Hannah. That's for the entire planet earth is that you can be confident in who you are and your story. And so I can, I can confidently say I am who I am because of the people that have surrounded my life and that I have chosen to have a personal relationship with. When I chose to start reading my Bible, start figuring out who is God? What, what is creation? What is this whole storyline along the way? Um, and really seeking him and listening to him and then listening to what other people that are seeking him to say about me, then man that confidence is is so different. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Does that makes sense. And that's not something that's just for me. Like that's for anybody. But I think that when you grow in your personal relationship with the Lord, there's just a shift that happens and it's sweet and it's just I don't know. Well, I think we live in a culture that celebrates
2: independence.
1: Yeah, and and so I, you know, coming. I lived in the Metroplex most of my life, back in and forth. And so moving to Graham, it's so different. And it is, you know, uh, I think what you get in the Metroplex when you're around a lot of people, you actually have less connection. We find the same thing with social media. We're the most connected, disconnected people, and so it's a mirage. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Look at all these followers. We don't have any friends. I don't know any of them. None of them. And so, what you're missing is the accountability yeah. and that vulnerability that you talked about. Even the authenticity. Man, we toss that word around like we all want authenticity. We want to be seen as authentic, but we actually are not. Not with people. I mean, and why do you think that was? Well, I think we're scared of being rejected. I I truly just think we don't understand, like even what to what Caitlin said, knowing that you're loved by God. I think a lot of us don't fully grasp being loved by God. And so you can't give what you don't have. If you don't have that kind of love, you can't give it away. And so, um, you know, you're in the Metroplex. You can pull in. You can go to Target. You can go to Central Market. You can come home, pull in your driveway, and never interact with a human being. Yet you've just encountered thousands. Well, so what I noticed here, in Brie, living here, I can go... I can just run to like one little store. Like I just on my way to film, I run in to grab a breakfast sandwich and it's like, I've got like five people I know. It took me 15 minutes to grab the sandwich. And you're kind of like, sometimes I miss the, the, the quickness of being able to do that. But what I love is that these people, like they love me and I love them. And I have time to say, how are you? and mean it, And I, I want them to know about my life. I want to be able to do that. But I think we just, A, don't make the time because we've idolized busyness. And if the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. And he's making people busy. So not only are you so busy, you're celebrating
2: independence.
1: You're missing the best gift of all because it is a community, because that's where you find the little pieces of God and his nature, because people carry those pieces with them. I cannot just have Caitlin in the life, even though I love her to death. I need my husband, I need my children, I need my other friends, because they're, we're all carrying little pieces of God inside of us. And when we get that wholeness, that's where we experience the fullness of who God is. It's kind of like you don't know what you're missing until you now have this community. You're mm-hmm. I can't believe I've lived all these years without these people in my life that actually care about my eternity. Like, they care about life after this life for me. They care about my family. They care about my legacy. Like, it, oh my gosh, if there's nothing like like just good godly community that they just actually care like we want people up in our business we say we don't but we actually do yeah we want I mean, Kayla will literally call and check on, like, Oh, you said you were doing the same. How did it go? And she like literally wanted an answer. And I'm like, Oh, okay. You want to, Just to go my date? Okay. But we want that. Like we truly crave the
2: belonging,
1: right? Yeah. I think that's why we join so many things. We want to belong to something. We want to identify with that thing. And I feel like Kayla said, if it's the Lord, then it's good. It makes everything good. But um, when it's not, and we're finding these uh, placement things, yeah. That we think yeah. we Because to. in reality, if you don't belong to the Lord first, if He's not like literally at the top of the umbrella, then everything under the umbrella, there, it would still never meet that need of like of belonging. Yeah. Like if you don't know that He is the first one that you are intimate with in the day and that, he, that continues throughout the day, then intimacy with other people will still, you're still going to be lacking. You know, I heard it once, the so way to say intimacy is into me see into me into me see i want you to see into me like i want to be known that way right we all want to be known and loved that way and i think when we let people in it helps us to tangibly see god's love in that same way and i don't know i just think it's such a gift my friends back in the metroplex are like man you really have like community like what we talk about it's not just for books like it's not just fiction it's real and it is it it can be you just have to be intentional Um, You know, that whole walking into the room that Caitlin said, I think the trick is I've had so many women say, when I walk in a room, I'm scared that everyone will hate me and not like me and reject me. And I said, that's weird. When I walk in a room, I think, hey, look at all these new friends I'm about to make. You know, like, I think there's a mindset that that you can have when I'm like, it's me and the Lord, then it's, I'm the majority, right? Like, if he's with me, then
0: these are all my
1: friends and I'm going to love them and they're going to love me. There's no doubt
2: in my mind that that's going to happen.
0: Mm. That's so good. <laughs> I love that. So let's think about like, if, if we're thinking about like a woman who's at the very beginning of this process, like feels that way when she walks in a room, very scared of rejection, doesn't even know where to begin with this whole community thing and like sharing your story. Like what, what would you say to that woman?
1: Well, I always say be the invitation.
0: And I know that's so
1: incredibly hard and scary. And I acknowledge that that is one of the scariest things you will ever do is to reach out and be that invitation. Um, it would take a, a crazy amount of faith and courage to do it, but I just think there's a lot of power in doing that. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I think that's good. I think I think physically, yeah, me the invitation. That that is hard. That is hard. Uh, but it's kind of like always once you're like. Once you're surrounded, once you're there, like you're like, wow, this is so fun. I'm got to do this. I think spiritually, it's like, is there depth in your life with the Lord? Or is it all just on the surface? Do you just get your knowledge of the Word and of the Lord on Sunday at church? Um, Because I think that if you don't have any depth in your life of just time spent with the Lord, then even just being surrounded by people, you're still going to feel alone. Well, you got to choose your card, right? Because walking into the gym for the first time when you've never used equipment and you've never taken a class, that's also hard. Yeah. When you walk into ATV and you've never been there and you don't know how to cook organically and you don't know what all the ingredients are, listen, that's hard, okay? When you start going to PTA meetings and you don't know a single mom and all their rules and how you are supposed to be, it's hard. We all have hard things. The first time when you get married and you're living together... It's hard, okay. So we all have to choose a hard. But you know, it's also hard. It's living alone and being isolated. What's hard is letting fear determine your ability to have faith and live out your dreams and God's calling on your life. So there, there are hard, hard things. But we're just going to have to choose one. Yeah, yeah. Because if you don't, man, you'll look ahead and it's been ten years and I'm not to do all because I'm scared to start something new. I'm scared to do something that i you know, I'm not really comfortable with. And when we've worked at women's events and women walk in and you can, I I can always tell the ones like maybe they're by themselves and they're kind of like not sure where to go. And I just go up to them and I say, Hey, you know what the trick
2: is? We're all scared. Mm -hmm.
1: That's the trick. We're all scared. We're all wondering what are we doing? I didn't dress right. She's way prettier than me. Oh my gosh. I don't know what to say. Hey, we're all thinking. it. We're all, I promise you, even Caitlin, we're thinking it. We're going, who's going to ask to take a picture with me? No one was going to ask me to sit with her. I mean, even we're thinking that, wow, no one's going to invite me, you know. But that's the thing. Um, you get to take the power back when you say, I'm going to choose the hard thing, and I'm going to be the an invitation, and I'm going to walk up to someone, and I'm going to love them first yeah. because Jesus loved us first. That's why we can love, and so I think we can choose the same thing anytime we walk into a room. Hey, I'm going to love you before you love me. You will never miss it if you try that. Yeah. And know his love personally. You can say all day long, I can love because he loved me. But if you don't really know his love like daily, you know, I think about like I always relate back to my husband. Like if if my husband, if I just know he loves me, but I never hear it, I never see it, I never feel it, well then I'm just like I'm just talking. <laughs> That's not really how I feel. But if I know the Lord's love because I have like I know him, I know him, know him. Uh, well oh my gosh everything changes everything changes then you can be like well okay nobody wants to take a picture of me that's okay i'm gonna make some oh i'll walk into this room and i'm still a little scared but it's okay i'm going i really want to be here because i really want to see what we're gonna do like you know it just changes your perspective and parts of that come from reading your bible and, and we always say this like people I'm are like you know what you're gonna say read the bible and i'm like Okay, well, if you want to get to know me, you're going to have to sit down and talk to me, right? Like, there's no other way you're going to know me. You can scroll my feed all day long, but you will not know me. It's the same thing with the Lord. You can flip through the version Bible app all you want, but, like, until you really read it and say, God, I want to know you. I want to spend time with you. I want to spend time with your people. I want to listen and worship you. I want to speak to you. you got to know and to love Him, right? Yep. Same check. with people. So, you know. Sounds really cliche, but there's only one way to... It will
0: never not be the answer. No, <laughs> never. Yes. Well, that's so good. And honestly, I have seen that so much recently. There's the- There seems to be this theme of just getting back to the basics, getting back to simplifying the process, because I feel like we've at least for me personally, I, I over complicate everything. It's like, okay, what do I need to do? Like, here's my step-by-step and getting this whole system and the whole formula for me to be successful and be happy or be whatever, be a good Christian. And it's so just at the core about knowing him. Cause like you said, if we spend the time to know him, it changes everything. And then when we start to live from the overflow, oh my gosh, it's like nothing else. Like we just can't manufacture that on our own, like there's just no other way. It's the real thing of just knowing him and letting that transform our whole lives. And I just love that. And with that, I'm curious for you guys, since you are kind of later on in your journey, like you've been sharing your stories, you're solid in your faith on this side of the process. Do you have any tips for how to love those people who may be at the beginning of their process or struggling to process or share their story? Like how... How do you guys on this side approach helping other people with their story? Does that makes sense?
1: Well, I think step one is, uh, you know, for, uh, for me, I, I uh, try to have compassion. That's not something I come by naturally. So <laughs> I got to work for it. But, you know, if, if I can just say, you know, let's just have coffee and you tell me that way. It doesn't have to be on a
2: podcast your first time. It doesn't no.
1: have to be with a microphone in your hand. It doesn't have to be with cameras pointed at you it can be one-on-one at a coffee shop on a random rainy afternoon. You know, it just doesn't have to be anything more than that to be special. And so I think the first step is just tell one person that you already kind of trust or you think might be trustworthy. Start small, just take one little step um, in sharing that. Yeah. I think that's good. Yeah. I think that, um, when you want to talk about your story, I think you just start from the beginning. What did what did life look like at home? What what was your relationship like with your family? Um, what what principles were taught to you that you still live by today? Then you can begin to decide. Okay, is the way that I'm living life? Is it? Um, um, Is it a result of the things that I've been taught or the things that I've gone through or the things that have been done to me? You can begin to figure out the root things in your life, right? Because we can look at the surface all day long and see uh, maybe a weed or a beautiful flower, but they all have a root. They've all started from somewhere. So then you can go back and say, okay, the things that my parents taught me, was that biblical or was that their opinion? Because now that I'm in a place in my life where I can decide, this is how I'm going to live. I'm going to live according to what I've been taught or what the Bible says. And sometimes those things go; they're 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 synonymous. They're good. You can live by them. You can keep that one in. But I think when you start recalling back, then you can say, Are there things I need to throw out? Are there things that I'm teaching my children now that are actually not according to the Word of God? They were just a a a, um. preference of my parents or maybe it's even from trauma that they experienced that they now taught me that this is what is normal. Do, do I, I get to decide now is this normal for me in my life and the generations that are coming after me. So if you don't ever recall or just talk about your life then you may never get, get to the root of why you are the way you are or why your life looks like the way it does. We've talked about roots a lot. Um, because they, if you don't deal with the root of things, then that's the thing is just going to continue to grow. So you have to examine the root. Is is the root established in the word or is the root established in somebody's uh, personal preference or their life experience? Um, when it comes to just starting to, to, with the Lord, um, I think it's a decision and it's a decision that is actually just daily. I have to decide, am I all in with the Lord, or do I have one fit out, one fit in? Like, I have to decide, who am I? Like, who am I today? Am I still in with the Lord? Do I still trust Him? Do I still want to live according to Him? Does my habits still reflect that we have an ongoing,
2: healthy relationship?
1: Um, I, I I went on a walk to Emmaus this weekend, and... Um, it's yeah, just like a retreat. Which is it's just like a retreat. retreat. Yeah. It, was, it was three and a half days of being away, and um, you don't have a phone, you don't have a schedule, you're just there, and you hear a lot of testimony, and um, you, you interact with a lot of people. And what I saw is there's a lot of heartache in the in, in the world, and um, it really opens your eyes to the reality of the world, which the reality of the world is the majority of the people. The majority of the people of the world lack hope in something beyond their circumstance, right? And so, what I saw for so many people is they are just desperate, absolutely desperate for something more. They're like, "Is this all that? Is this all that there is?" I'm so hurt. Like, I'm so sad. And 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 I, it's so simple that I feel like I just want to say, like, it's a, just a decision. Like, it's a decision that I'm going to trust the Lord, that I'm going to spend time with Him, that um, I'm going to believe Him, and. I'm gonna, to the His word, and then it's a decision that you get to make every day for the rest of your life. You know, it really is that simple that, you know, I'm going to decide today, I'm going to live for the words, well and not my own. And I'm going to decide that tomorrow too. And the cool thing is desperation leads to revelation. And that, you know, when I look back to Darby in her early 20s, before I really figured out and even thought, oh, I'm going to go share my story. I, that was not a thought that I had. Yeah. Um, but when I got to looking around in my life, there were women that were ahead of me that would come along and, and text me and say, hey, I'm praying for you. Hey, is there anything I can do? You know, maybe it was a woman at church or a woman I knew through a job. Um, and it didn't even have to be spiritual. Some of our conversations weren't even about really the Lord. It was just them trying to be meeting a need for me. Mm-hmm. And I had a choice in that to decide, do I want to respond honestly or do I want to say everything's fine? You know, there's a there's an F factor, right? Okay, so it can be faith or it can be fine. And you can say, hey, everything's fine when it's not. Or you can in faith say, you know what, I'm not okay. I need prayer for my marriage. I don't know what I'm doing raising this kid. Like, I'm going to mess him up. I don't know how to overcome this addiction or an eating habit that I have. So we have to, that at that point, uh, vulnerability isn't something that just
2: happens to us. No, we yes, have to choose is. it
1: and we have to yeah. practice it and we have to be brave in being vulnerable. And so, but if we will be intentional, look around, God, who did you give me in my life? And maybe they're not you know, the, the person you see on a, on a podcast or on a
2: platform,
1: but you're going to, God's going to give you baby steps. He never just takes you from one small thing to a giant thing. He's so kind that he ordains our steps, the steps of the righteous, not leaps and bounds.
0: And
2: um, so I think there's a goodness and a sweetness in that.
0: That's so good, man. I love that so much. And I think it's really cool how, I mean, obviously this is telling your story and talking about testimony, like it's, it's a long process. I mean, it's all of life, I feel like, but it's so beautiful to see how you guys have just learned and are able to now teach people to just bring it down to a daily level, because I feel like we can get, that we hear so much about like, oh, just being in the process and, you know, just the, the, the big picture stuff. But then when you think about breaking it down into the day-to-day, just continually staying in the process with the Lord, what has that looked like for you guys?
1: I think if you think about,
0: you know, I like
1: her me, I just went to like groups. I just thought about groups because we, you know, if you're a part of a church, then likely you're a part of a group. And I've been a part of groups for um, I, probably eight years now. Um, and I think up until this last year, I can honestly say I'm not sure if a lot of fruit was produced from any of the groups that I was a part of because I went to group to uh, say that I went. And then when I started, when there was a shift, and another shift really was just happening in my own life, and I'm like, I'm not going to do something that's not worth my time anymore. So if I'm going to go to group, I'm going to go and do some work. Um, I think that. When you, um, if I'm just talking about going to group, just being in community with other people, it's like we can get together and we can shoot the and have fun all day long, but are we coming here to actually deal with the things that we're going to go home and dwell on, or am I going to carry that into tomorrow again? Um, and I think that that's the daily thing, is how long do I want to carry this thing with me? It's heavy. It's a burden. I think about it all day long, but in order to not carry it to tomorrow, then I do have to go figure out what the root of it is. I have to... Put in some hard work. I might have to forgive somebody that does not deserve it. I might have to go to talk to somebody that I do not want to talk to. You know, it's like those are the, the the daily spiritual disciplines that you have to do for the rest of your life in order to be growing with the Lord, in order to have intimacy with Him. Because if, if if you don't deal with those things, if you don't, if you're not honest, then that's going to always be the thing that's between you and Him. It's gonna always keep you from being near with Him, and I think what the Lord's showing me right now is that everything that you are are um, you refuse to hand over to me, and that you withhold from me, it's keeping you from nearness with me. And maybe it's just an inch, but man, why would I not want that inch closer to Him? And so I think for me, what I've learned is that I have to be honest about the things that I'm going through with the Lord, whether it's with my husband or Darby or with my parents or people that I trust. Like I have to be honest because if I'm not honest, then I'm just going to take that into tomorrow and it's going to probably jake me. It's going to keep me from nearness with my, my Lord. Um, and, and the enemy can do a lot when I, when I withhold things from the Lord. I just don't want to give him, you know, an inch to work with. Yeah. And I think, you know, when you, when you miss it, just start again. Just start again. Yeah. It's to me so much like working out because right, like not every workout is for everybody, right? That's why you can have, uh, you can have Pilates and yoga. You can have weightlifting. You can have running. Like there's so many different ways that you can plan to uh, succeed, right? Uh, So what works for Caitlin might not work for me, but either way, just make a plan that, For whatever it is that your goals are. If it is to grow in a relationship and in community, then write down, you know, two or three things that you can do today. I can text a friend, I can sign up for a group, I can join something in the community and just commit to going there and put it on the plan and say, I'm gonna do this. Yeah. And then just stick with it. But when you miss it, don't just quit altogether, right? We're going to see that so much here come January when yeah. all these people sign up for things and yeah. by February they're out, right? We all do it. We have all done this. Yeah. There's no judgment. But I think the things that, that are really important to you, you'll stay committed to. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: and we need to be a people that stay committed to the things that we actually say we care about. And that is time with the Lord. And that's reading your Bible. Pick a Bible study and just do it. Um, get a, an accountability partner. Or, um, you know, start with a prayer journal that, you know, that's an easy way. There's so many resources out there, but you're just going to have to pick two or three things and don't overwhelm yourself because, um, you'll never hit anything yeah. that way. So you don't walk into a gym and go, cool, I'm going to start squatting a hundred pounds of weight. No, you're going to start with maybe no weight or really small weight. And you build those muscles. Your faith is the same way. You build your faith slowly and, and you do everything that way because you want it to happen good solid foundation that is true in your relationship and your walk with the Lord and in your health. So just pick two or three steps that you can take and then commit to taking them. Yeah. And I think find somebody that you admire and that you see them growing with the Lord and ask them, Hey, what should I do? What did you do? Because the thing about it is you don't reinvent the wheel because it's always, it's always going to be the same answer. Well, I made a decision this is going to be who I'm going to be. Um, I've read my Bible. Now I've read it every year for the last 20 years. You know, uh, I'm, I'm always going to be a part of the church. I'm always going to serve the church. I'm always going to be in community with other believers. There is no new step to growing with the Lord. Like you can be creative in the way that you read your Bible or the way that you worship, right? But worship and reading your Bible is always going to be one of the essentials, two of the essentials, right? So I think that if you go to somebody and you say, hey, I see you walking with the Lord. I see you trusting him. I've watched you. Um, how do you do it? And it's not that you're asking them, hey, be God for me. You're saying, hey, show me what he's done for you because I want, I want some of that.
2: So
0: just
1: do help me with the steps.
0: That's so good, man. I love this. And I feel like honestly, we could sit here and talk all day because there's just so much to this. Um, and I hope you guys who are listening have loved this conversation as much as I have. Honestly, like I said in the beginning, Darby and Caitlin are the real thing and they've just got more and more of this on their podcast. So before we go, would you guys tell everybody where they can listen to the podcast and connect with you guys from here? Yeah, you can
1: watch it on YouTube. So uh, my mom, she's a watcher. My dad's a watcher. Some people are watchers, right? I like to watch. I want to see your face. But if you want to listen, then you can listen on Spotify or Apple Podcast.
0: Mm-hmm. I love it. So you guys definitely need to go and connect. Listen to the Say So Podcast. You will walk away so inspired every single time. I am obsessed with you guys. Thank you so much for being here. This has been so fun. And I'm just so excited to see what God continues to do in your lives and through Say So and just all the things that are coming. I'm like at the edge of my seat, ready to see everything that's coming for you guys. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to tune into another episode of the ByWords show. I love having you here and I'm so thankful for your support. Don't forget to share a screenshot of this episode to let me know you were here. I can't wait to talk again soon, but in the meantime, be sure to come hang out with me on Instagram and remember I am cheering you on.